cemeteries, not like any town I've ever been in before. People die or disappear six times the national average. And that's just grown-ups. Kids are worse. Way, way worse. Hello and welcome to Fieldy Geeks review of Stephen King's It, the 2017 version. I'm Josh. Joining me today is a friend of the show. Please welcome David. Let's dive in. What were your uh, expectations going in to see this movie? First of all, I got to state that my movie experience was ruined, but due to a kid, or to a teenager who he needed a fidget spinner and, some, and a tranquilizer. Oh no. Yeah, he would not shut up. So it kind of ruined the experience of the movie for me. However, mm-hmm. however, I will give the best review that I can. I went in thinking that this movie was going to be, I, you know, you read the hype, just downright terrifying. I was uh, I was going to expecting probably several scenes remade, and I was hoping for a quote-unquote kind of shout-out to, to Tim Curry hit. The movie takes place in 1985 or 86, and it starts off with Bill making Georgie's boat. Throughout this movie, you get a really good feel for the mid-80s. Everybody had a car out of the early 80s, late 70s, the house decor, you know, setups, the whole nine yards, even the tube TVs. But it starts off with, you know, Georgie's boat getting made and, and Georgie's death. You know, you find out this. Uh, Bill and Eddie and uh, Stan, which is in the, who else was the other one? The Malfi one, I can't remember his name off the top of my head, who in the original movie became a, a voice actor. They all start off as friends, where in the book it was just Eddie and Bill. There's a lot of nasty rumors going around about the girl, Beverly. And so they introduce Beverly and Ben together, and they quickly move into Ben getting beat up by uh, Henry Bowers, the bully, which, which they add a fourth bully. Henry Bowers drives, is an older kid. He drives around in a Trans Am. So I'm going to assume that this movie takes place in a high school. These kids are high school age. In fact, yeah, because they uh, they make a comment at one point that this Ben puts this together. Every 26 to 27 years, bad things happen. And they state that when uh, at one point in the movie that if, if it reappears that they'll all be in their they'll be all be growing up and elsewhere and like in their forties, so they're all teenagers. The movie does show how each one of them is kind of alienated a little bit. You get a feel for it, uh, but, and this is this is meant for them. You know, this generation it is kind of fast paced a little bit. They don't go in go into quite as much detail as uh, the other movie. Right. Or the book, for that matter. Oh yeah, because it's you know it's the age of smartphones, so yeah, you got to keep people's attention span going, and unfortunately, but you know sometimes, yeah. um, I mean, do you think there's a pacing issue with the film, or you think it it was okay? No. Okay, no, it was, it was all right. Yeah. Was, I mean, you still got still got a feel of uh, how they get together. Gotcha. And it's really it's rather really quickly for all of them, but Mike, the black kid, come together, mm-hmm. and and it's funny because you get a really feel for. They really show you how these kids are young because they end up, they all go to the quarry. This is after Henry Bowers carves his name, his initial, or his, the H into to Ben. And they all go down to the quarry. So it shows all these kids, all these boys standing there in their whitey tighties, 
spitting loogies over the edges of the quarry, and all of a sudden Beverly shows up, pulls off her dress, and she's wearing a white bra and blue panties, and she dives in. And so while they're all having fun and they're all kind of sitting around in their underwear, watching Beverly sunbathe and trying not to be obvious, <laughs> it, it, it gives you a feel of this is summer and these are teenagers, and this is a very awkward, you know, this is the 80s. They're, they're very awkward. Yeah. It's not like today's, you know, age where she's laying around in her underwear the guys are going to be hooting and hollering and harassing her. Right. So, but, uh, they each, they, they each one, it shows each one except for, uh, the mouthy kid. Each one, it shows each one how they experience, uh, Pennywise. Oh, okay. Um, and he doesn't experience them until they replace in the original movie. There's a book, the book, the scene of the book where the pages flip and Pennywise comes to life on the, on the, in the pages. Right. I in, remember that. In the movie, this movie, it's the, uh, slide. Where they're oh, right. The slide. Yeah. It's, uh, that's the, that's, that, that scene replaces that. Oh, and that's, that's good. When, yeah. And that's where <laughs> the mouthy, that's where the mouthy kid trash mouth. That's where he first experiences Pennywise, but he makes the, he's, and, and it, you really get a feel for their friendship because it's, for the four of them, mm-hmm. for Eddie, Stu, uh, Stan, or Stu, and Bill, and the, and the other kid, you because they, they go back and forth, they pick on each other. It's like uh, like they like talk about each other's moms and stuff. It's hilarious, right? And, <laughs> and they make twice crazy. Like at one point, they're all talking about what they you know they've all seen it. And the mouthy kid's like, "What? Is this only this only affect virgins? Is that why I'm not seeing this shit?" <laughs> yeah, and so and or they talk about uh, drawing short straws because somebody's got to keep watch while they go into this house. And uh, once again, the mouthy kid's like, "You're lucky we weren't measuring, measuring Peters." And just like <laughs> he continuously, he never stops running his mouth, which in the book is that way. Like he doesn't know when to shut his mouth off. Yeah, so it gets him in a lot of trouble. But uh, the the boys aren't in it a whole lot, but you do get. Uh, they are a menace. Uh, Henry Bowers, you do realize why he's the way he is. You get a feel for how he's mistreated at home. And Pennywise uses that to his advantage. There, There is a shout-out to Tim Curry's Pennywise. Oh, good. It's a jack-in-the-box. <laughs> Down in the lair, Pennywise's lair. And you understand, you, find, you actually get to see what Pennywise means when he says they all float down here. Oh wow! You you literally get a few. You really understand what it is. Oh boy! Um, uh, you do get a, an appearance of the dead lights, like you did in the original movie. They kept the scene with the blood from Beverly's bathroom. This Pennywise, you can, he truly is fear. He true, and he actually states what he wants the kids for. He tells you at one point when all the kids are confronting him, he gives them an ultimatum because he grabs that bill. He tells them, you can all leave now. Or he goes, I can take you all. And as I feed off your, fl- as I feed off your flesh, I will, I will, or as I eat your flesh, I will, uh, feed off your fear before I slumber. Or you can all leave and just leave me with Bill. And just leave Bill here. And I'll just keep him. And you can all go about your, your lives and grow old. Grow up and grow old. And let time, until time returns you to the grass. Wow. 
or to the field, something like that. Mm-hmm. But, but it, yeah, so at the end of the movie, as the credits are rolling, it says it's chapter one. Cool. And then at the and the only thing after the credits is Pennywise's laugh. Oh, nice, nice. How would you compare Bill Skarsgård to Tim Curry? Like their interpretations on you know the clown character. It. Tim Curry's was was incredibly scary for its time at its time. Mm-hmm. Um, he, I mean, you know, he's fun to watch now. He's he's just kind of creepy now. Don't get me wrong, Tim Curry's a phenomenal actor. Oh, yeah. Uh, but this It, uh, this new It, slaps around and consumes Tim Curry's It. Like, you you really get a... I mean, because you see what happens to the children and how he mentally torments these kids. And, you know, and they can do that now with the CGI and stuff. He truly is more of a menace than a presence. He feeds off the kids' fear. As it was described, I think in the book, that's how he "quote unquote" salts the meat. Yeah. Ugh. So, and you and you, and you get to see how he affects the adults. Right. Yeah. I think we got that from the trailers, right? Like the pharmacist yeah. had that creepy smile. Yeah. Like, well, the car that drives by at the balloon. Then he ultra helps from those people, and they ignore him. Right. Uh, the scene with the blood. Her Beverly's father sees none of it. Oh wow. I mean, I don't know, you can't miss it. The whole room is now tinted, like, the light's covered in blood. It's tinted red. She, the girl, is covered in blood, and he's looking at the room like it's normal. <laughs> so you see his effect on the adults as well. So, and how he, bl- how he blinds them to his abilities and stuff like that. And he's just, he's more of a menace. He's, he's eviler. I don't think his outfit has the, uh, the patches on it, like they said it was supposed to. I didn't see it. Mm-hmm. However, his outfit is not that of a of an old clown. Of it's an old entertainer. The literally the outfit literally it looks like it dates back far enough that before the face paint, before the makeup, like people who juggled and did tricks and, and he's a quote unquote yeah the gesture of the clown. It's like a Victorian era. Yeah, I know in the in, in the book they make mention of the great turtle, and I'm not sure there's a remote religion that tells stories of like the world is on the back of a great turtle, a giant turtle. And he, and he represents life and good and positive energy. And then his other half, and I don't remember what it was called, takes darkness and evil and gives it a form. Okay. They, and they continue to, because it's yin and yang. They, they counterbalance each other and they were created by the other. And there's a theory that this creature was defeated by the, the great turtle, and he crashed crashed to the earth and slept until they built dairy on top of him. Oh. Because they make mention of the first colonists, because like all 93 people completely disappeared. Oh, my gosh. Except for, except for a trail of blood that led to the, uh, the, the, the well, the town well. Jeez. You do get a, a, an idea of how old he is as well. Wow. So comparing the, the, this movie with the book... Did they get a lot of it right, in your opinion? Or, you know, did um, they seem like they may, may have added some stuff? Maybe I'm hearing that wrong. They added some stuff. I think they changed some stuff up. I'm I'm rereading this book, and I, I'm a big guy. I stand about six foot two, six foot three. I'm over 300 pounds. I've always been the big kid. 
in in high school as a freshman, I was six foot two. I'm also the gentle giant, which right. meant I was a, I was a target for bullies. I got picked on. So another, as they sit back and reread this book, it starts to be kind of hard for me to read it because of the fact that I was bullied. However, I'm not as far in it as I would like to be. If memory serves me correctly, um, I think, I mean, they left some stuff out they had to be due to the length of the movie, and they made some changes. However, they did a really good job. Good. They, they changed it up, you know, because you've got your creator's rights and stuff. Sure, but sure. But they, they, they still kept the, I guess, the essence of the book was there. So you still get a feel uh, for the characters like you did in the book. There's just not as much information. Kind of like less is more, perhaps? Yeah. Yeah. Which is good. Well, you yeah. don't want to, like, bore people to death, you know, because sometimes <clears throat> translation, you know, it gets lost, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And that's, that's just what I did at this week. Less was more. That's good. Comparing it to the 90s movie, I know we talked about, like, you know, effects and budgets and stuff like that. Obviously, if Tim Curry had all he's at his you know, disposal, he probably would maybe have been a more menacing clown, perhaps. Uh, you know, he still creeps me out in that original movie. But Bill Skarsgård has the luxury of today's technology and, you know what they can do you know like his eyes glow and there's all kinds of stuff they did with him how would you compare it to the the 90s movie maybe you want to watch the 90s movie yeah cool cool yeah um i mean tim curry did did his best with what the with the the technology he had um and i'm not putting tim curry's version down at all tim curry's version he scarred people he yeah. scared people. Sure. There are people who are uneasy around clowns to this day, around <laughs> clowns to this day because of him. Right. And I don't think that will happen with this movie. However, Tim Curry's movie probably, you know, is, should be considered, if it's not, a cult classic. It's still fun to watch. Tim Curry will still give you the creeps because he's, he's no longer, for, my, for me now, he's not scary. He's just creepy. Yeah, he's like he he gives it he if, if Tim Curry's it were to walk down the street, I get a lot of bad vibes and I'm going to step away from him because I don't know what he's going to do. He's just one of those. There's something not right with that man, right? And I'm going to go the other <laughs> way. I'm going to cross the street and stay as far from this person as possible. Where right. the new the new it, if you were to cross the street and talk to me, I'm likely to soil myself and bolt into a building. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah, Tim Curry's version still. So you know, it still holds up. Sure. This movie, made, this movie, in fact, I'm I'm putting it on my Christmas list for as Blu-ray. I want to own it. Awesome. The, the Tim Curry version. So it just makes me want to watch it. To those who are listening who have never seen it, who do go see this movie, you know, I encourage you to read the book, even though the book's a thousand, one thousand one hundred and some pages long, and it was during during Stephen King's era of lots of details. I encourage you to watch the Tim, you know, the Tim Curry made for TV movie, which another another thing is he did he did an excellent job with what because he was on TV. Right. I think a lot of people uh, don't realize that it was a television miniseries, not a like yeah. a motion picture. Yeah. Yeah. So if it had been in the theaters, it, he would, you know, Tim Curry could have done more. But I sure. encourage you watch it because 
once again, you know, he they take a little bit of a different approach, and he's just as, you know, to them, it is just as menacing, but he doesn't come off quite as evil. Right. That's, because that's due to budgets and CGI. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you know, product for its times, but it was effective and memorable, you know. Uh, yeah, it's a big, epic uh, film. It's like four hours, I think. I mean, you know, it's a miniseries, yeah. but yeah, it's... Uh, Put it like all together. Three and a half, four hours. Right. Which, which you could do in the movie today. Oh yeah. Because they've proven it with like Lord of the Rings and stuff. However, I don't know if I could sit through three and a half hours of a three and a half hour horror movie. <laughs> I think at some point that I'm just going to be want to be done and get up and leave. It would just be too much. Right. Especially as it was as scary in today's standards as it was as that it was in that time. If you're frightening people the same way, I mean, three and a half hours, four hours, that'd be just to be too much for a person. You know, hopefully a lot of people uh, feel the same way, you know, to revisit the original. You know, hopefully the original gets um, more well known after this, uh, you know, because it's not like a, you know, it's a product first times, like we said. But, you know, it's uh, it's nice to see a different um, telling of the story. Maybe this is more of a retelling than a remake. I mean, you know, I, I know it's a remake, but what I'm saying is... It's just a simple retelling, like, for this generation. So, you know, our generation had the original, but they can kind of coexist, you know. You don't need yeah. to really shut the other one down. I mean, you know, it didn't have as much budget or anything going into it, but it's still, yeah, it was still a great uh, miniseries, you know, from my memory. And I know um, it also helps that Stephen King has praised this new It movie. So I think that yeah. will help a lot of his fans you know uh accepted as well i was a little sad and see if i can find it because i got the book in front of me in the book when georgie meets pennywise he gives him a real name oh really yeah like uh georgie tells him and i'm right in that area georgie tells him that you know i can't i can't take you know items from uh from strangers uh, and this is actually out of the original novel. I got the original paperback that was printed that year. It's falling apart, but you know, he Bertie uh, tells him that my dad says that I can't take some strength from strangers. And then Pennywise goes, "Very wise of your dad." The clown in the strong green said, smiling, "Very wise indeed." Therefore, I will introduce myself. I, Georgie, am Mister Bob Gray, also known as Pennywise the Dancing Clown. Pennywise, meet George, whatever his last name is. George, meet Pennywise. And now we know each other. I'm not a stranger to you, and you're not a stranger to me. So he gives him a real name. Wow. Which and I, I think Bob Gray was mentioned in the movie. Okay. But I don't, I, I'm going to go, I think I'm going to go re see it Thursday. And hopefully I don't have some jittery kid next to me. <laughs> but uh, I think Bob, the name Bob Gray was mentioned in the movie, but, and, but it's, in, in neither movie does Pennywise give you a real name, which I think they did that to take away any form of humanity that you might want to attach to the creature. Right. You know, so they don't want you to think that he was once human, so it gives him more of a mysterious feel. So the book probably explores more of, well, maybe that's the only time the name's mentioned, perhaps. According to the book and in the original movie, Mike 
who, who is the out, he's the black kid. He's the outsider. His family lives outside of town and they slaughter sheep for the meat, for the local butchery and stuff. And that's why he's picked on. It's because he's an outsider. He's not from here. Oh, gotcha. Sure. So, but, and as he grows up, he stays and everyone else goes off with their lives and he stays behind. And eventually, right. And now I'm in the book is he's, it's, the kids are remembering what happened. The adults are remembering what happened to them as kids. And Mike is researching. They might bring up who Pennywise was or give him a name in the next movie. This one, there was no adults. It was just start off as the kids. Right. And I, I think that was a good choice. You know, yeah. let them be the stars. Yeah. 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 So in the next one, they might, I would imagine they'll end it with, where this one left off, like where the kids make the pack. And then uh, it should cut to everybody starting to receive phone calls and explain wow. to their significant others why they have to leave. Gotcha. And and I'm going to spoil it for people. If you have not read the book, Stan's Suicide. The thing that, that haunted him was terrifying. Pennywise feeds off your fear, and he manifests that fear to makes you scared so he can feed off of it. The thing that, that Stan was afraid of come out of a painting and it looked like I think it's the, the streamer. Oh. Where where the the, the white figure is kind of curved and looks like he has hands on his face screaming. I think that's who it is. However, this director took this figure and made it look like something that should come out of the movie The Conjuring. <laughs> like it's got the twist and it's got the look like the, the paint, like it looks like it's part of the painting, but it's moving around. Ooh. Like it was terrifying. <laughs> like, I think if I saw that, I would, I, my heart would pop. Like, so Stan decides to take his life instead. Like, I think, and I think part of that is in the book, they're all remembering little by little bits and pieces. It's like, if you're walking down a hall and you flip on the light switch and look at a picture, and walk another 10 feet down the hall, flip on another light switch, and you can see another picture. So the memories come back from each picture little by little. Uh, with, I think what Stan was, it hit him all at once. Because he had it on the phone. He made, in the book, really, he's on the phone, talking to Mike. Tells his wife he's going to go take a bath, which she thinks is odd because he never bathes early. He always bathes right before bed. Mm-hmm. And then he goes up into the... Up into the into the bathroom, locks the door, something else he never does, runs a hot bath, and slits his wrist, and writes it across the wall in blood. Mm. Those of you who have not read the book. Wow. Uh, I think that, and that's actually early in the book. So it's, I think that's, I think the memories hit him all at once, and it was too much. And that, I'm sorry, if I had, you hit me with all the memories of that thing, yeah, I, I, don't, I think I, I don't think that I want to go back either, and I don't think that I want to keep that promise. Mm-hmm. I'm going to find a way out of it. I don't know if I'd go that far, but he, yeah, he does. I think Stan gets the worst of it, to tell you the truth. I think his fear is the worst of it. Everybody else's, is, you know, Bill is his, his brother. You know, Ben is, is that each one has their fear, and, and they're all similar except for Beverly's and Stan. And Beverly's is her father. They did a really good job of making him just like not creepy Pennywise from the original, but creepy like that man should not be near a playground. 
like he oh you get a real feel for that poor girl damn that's that's sad you know horror horror wise is this uh does this film deliver to you um i think so i don't know i think it would have if i didn't have the kidneys but yeah <laughs> I, I think that I, I took a buddy with me from work and he he really enjoyed it he watches like the conjuring and all those he really enjoyed it great so yeah so i think it does i think that it it I think it brought it. I think that it, it did a good job bringing, bringing the scare. <clears throat> and I mean, and I recommend it to, to, to anyone who won't, you know, if you're into that sort of thing, go see it. So, you know, the, the, it lives up to his hype. Is that what you're saying? Pretty much um, the hype you had for it. If you don't look too much into it, mm-hmm. you read all the spoilers and stuff. It's not going to, I think, yeah, I think for, to, to a point it did. Yeah. In the film itself, in the acting, how would you how would you rate that? Like the um, the direction of the film, and I guess the quality, you know, the it all put together. For the kids, it took a little while for me to really feel for the characters. Mm-hmm. It just I wasn't super impressed in the beginning, but as the movie went on, I I started to enjoy the characters more. And Pennywise, the guy did a really good job. His goal was to scare and, be, and just to be scary, and he did a good job. Yeah, he made you uneasy. As Pennywise, he made you know in the beginning he made you uneasy, and he quickly went from happy like uh, when he's talking to George, he pop thinking about the popcorn, pop 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 pop, to bam serious and uh, and made you uneasy. He went from I like this I like this clown, he's funny. Oh, he's that's you know there's something wrong with him because now he's super serious and and he's making me uneasy, just like a flip of a switch. Oh when he stopped smiling and laughing, you were unsure of well, you were unsure of him, and you did not want to be around him. <laughs> he did a good job. He did a really good job. Yeah. Um, the bullies, and they're not. Uh, I they look like trash in the trailer. They're not. He just lives out in the country a little bit, and he's just not. Yeah, his dad's just really, really hard on him. But uh, the bullies, yeah, they're dicks. You get a feel <laughs> that you want to you. Right off the back, you want to hate them. Yeah. Because they run into Bill and the other four, the other three, and make fun of Bill stuttering. And when they get a hold of him, and then you, you, just, you want to dislike him. And then when they get a hold of Ben, the chunky kid, you want to hate them. Hmm. I bet. Yeah, because doesn't, <laughs> doesn't Stephen King's, a lot of his earlier books at least, feature a lot of bullies? Um, I'm not 100% sure. I didn't get into Stephen King till later in life. Gotcha. I, I was a Dean Koontz fan, and uh, I can't remember who I was reading before I got into Dean Koontz. It took me longer to get into the Stephen King. Well, if you if you recall Stand By Me, for instance, that was a Stephen King book. The bullies in that movie were dicks as well. I mean, you know, it's like yeah. it, you can really write oh, yeah. you can really write bullies for what what yeah, they are. Yeah, he his his bullies are great. Mm-hmm. They're terrible people, yeah. and he does them. He does them right. He's not just some simple, simple, you know, jerk. Uh, Stephen King always he he makes you realize why they're a simple jerk. He makes you want to hate him. Uh, with this kid, you kind of felt bad for him, but then again, you just you screw that piece of crap. <laughs> right? <laughs> they gave they gave you a little bit of feel for him, but you still were like, yeah. I'm sorry, you're you're a horrible person. 
Yeah, especially as someone who got bullied. It's like, I'm, I feel bad right. for your situation, mm-hmm. but I still don't like you. Backing up a little bit, this movie is directed by Andy Muschietti. I think that's how you say his name. He directed Mama. Yeah. Did you happen to see that movie he did? No, I don't want to. The Kids You Found in the Woods, I want to, I want to see it, and I heard good things about it. I just never get around to it. Yeah, perhaps that was uh, what got him in this movie. So, so you think, obviously, the kids aside, they should probably bring back the whole team for the follow-up, would you say? Yeah, I think I think we need one more scene in the next movie with the kids. Okay, like Whether a transition scene or something? Like, like, and you can do it at the end when it's all said and done, and right. they're all sitting back smiling around and remembering happier times. Gotcha. All of them riding together at the bikes, hanging out, laughing. I think you should do one more scene. And it's something that wasn't in this movie. So one more scene with the kids, even if it's brief, so that you can connect both sides. Uh, but the kids, you know, one, like I said, once you further into the movie you got, the more you felt for them. And you, the more that you become attached to them, the more that you you realize that the, all these kids are so different, and yet they're such good friends. Right. Right. And you could tell what made them friends. Yeah, maybe when the adults appear to each other after you're not seeing each other for years, they see the the kid version of them at first. Maybe they can do some clever things like, you know, like flashbacks and also like, you know, what what the what each of them are seeing and you know one another. You know, hey, I remember him. He looked like this or whatever. Because you know, yeah, I've heard heard the kids work so well. It just it it sucks that you know you're not going to get another full movie with them, but. For the story, you have to move on to the adults. That's just no question yeah. there. Can't wait to see who he casts for each person. Yeah, that'll be interesting. You know, I, I talked to someone else who saw this movie, and he was saying, like, oh, yeah, they should get, like, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. You know, he was just naming all these big actors, and I was thinking, well, that budget's going to be huge if you get all these huge yeah. actors. I mean, it might be you know, you it know, might be worth the gamble. It might, you know, you could get one or two big bigger names. However, I think that because this is it, <clears throat> and the '90s, they took people who were semi-known mm-hmm. yep. and gave them that push. So yeah, um, I think that this is what they need to do. But same thing with like when I when I brought up the talk about the the Terminator franchise and stuff. You can find there's still not quite so known actors out there who you can do do something with and help them make a name. For sure. I mean, you know, like. Hey, like all these kids weren't huge stars, and they found them. And they're like in the movie, and he's not in there very, very long. And I don't remember his name, but if you watch Supernatural, there's a character of Supernatural named Rufus. Rufus is hilarious. Um, he finds a way out of work. He, I mean, he's old. Rufus is probably a hunter who's in his fifties. He's old. He's been doing this a while. He's just, he's this black guy, and he's just, he's a smart ass, and like he. uh and when you watch the series, the several points where him and Bobby are Bobby are working together, and Rufus is like, "Oh, I, I can't, I can't dig up that grave. Sun's down, man. It, I'm, it's like the Sabbath <laughs> or something." Yeah. He pretends he's always he's got always got a new religion to keep him from having to do the hard work. He's in this now. He's not a a well known actor. He's not, you know, he's not your. I don't want. I have not. You know, I won't use his name. I don't like Cruz. Um, he's not your <laughs> Hugh Jackman. He's not your. Yeah. And so on and so forth, but he's still, you know, he's still been in plenty of stuff, sure. lower budget stuff, and he's, and he's an excellent actor. Well, and he plays 
Mike's grandfather. Oh, okay. And he, he gives Mike a little bit of a hard, you know, a little bit of a hard time because Mike can't kill a sheep. Oh, he, right. He pointed the, he, yeah, he's pointing that gun that fires the piston at the sheep and he's kind of shaking and he just can't seem to do it. So the, his grandfather walks up, takes it, gives him crap, just boom, does it. <laughs> and tosses the gun on, you know, and tosses the gun to someone else to reload it and tells him there's two types of people in this world. Yeah. You're either on this side of the fence or you're one of these, one of the sheep. And you don't know you're one of the sheep until somebody's got the gun to your head. Right. He says, you need to make your choice. And he, he's kind of hard on me. Well, he was a phenomenal actor. I think he was perfect for me. Even the role's not that long. It's only five minutes. I think he was perfect for that point. You can... If you can look at some of these sci-fi TV shows and stuff like that, and you can find actors who will fill the roles of the adult. Perhaps and, that's what they'll do, you know, uh, just find, well, they'll just find talent again, you know, or, or talent that hasn't really been uh, center stage. So that, that'll be great. Yeah. You, know, you can find people to fill these roles so that you don't have to get the huge name actors. Exactly. And you still stay within budget. Right, yeah. And some of these guys, yes. And some of these guys will do phenomenal jobs. Well, you don't want them to outshine the uh, story itself, you know, like distraction. Yeah. Like, oh, that's so-and-so, and ooh, we might get an Oscar for this. Who knows? But, you know. Yeah, no, well. No, no, <laughs> no horror movie ever wins an Oscar. <laughs> because the people who control this are biased. <laughs> no. It's, it's the truth. <laughs> You were lucky. You're lucky if they'll win an Emmy or even get nominated. Right. It's no. It, it's, it's MTV it's, award. It's like, <laughs> yeah. It's like the the music awards. Yeah. No metal band or rock band really wins. No good ones ever won anything until Megadeth won this year. That's only because Megadeth's been doing it for like forever. That's a good point. Yeah. And so they finally like, well, we might as well. And then they played the wrong song. That tells you something. <laughs> how was how was the crowd? Was it a sold out show? Um, I think there's just a couple of empty seats. Not bad. And they were, and they were, I went and saw the Flicks. <laughs> For those of you who don't know what Flicks is, in our hometown here, it's a theater where you, the road, it's all the chairs are lined up side by side. There's tables in front and you can order real food and beer. They craft their own beer. And it was the crowd mixed between like, uh, young and old people or was it yeah. just, it was there cool. Was, there was some late teens, early twenties. Uh, there's some people in there, probably my age and older. I think I spotted a couple of people probably in their 50s. That's very cool. Well, thanks a lot, David, for reviewing this for us. I look forward to seeing it in the future. We'll see. For those out there who love horror, this seems to be your ticket. Thanks for joining us, and remember... They all float.